the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Welcome to Icons of Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Teal. Our icon today is Carrie Ann Sullivan with Pardee Properties. An East Coast transplant, Carrie is now happily rooted in Venice Beach, California. With a BA in history, Carrie's passion for community and history made real estate a natural progression. She's been known to say every house tells a story. And so her lifelong love of looking at houses became her dream job. And she's been very, very successful. She has more than $532 million in sales to date. And she's been featured many times in the Los Angeles Business Journal. Welcome, Carrie Ann. Hi, thank you for having me today. Nice to uh, see you. Thank you so much for being on Icon of Real Estate. I really appreciate it. So usually where we start is with your journey into real estate. So if you wouldn't mind, when did you know you wanted to go into this field? Just take us through the twists and turns and how you ended up where you are today. Sure. Um, you know, I actually, it wasn't something that I ever thought I would, you know, growing up, I wasn't like, I want to get into real estate. Um, I don't think it was really made, made known to me about it. Um, how I got my job and started working for Party Properties was actually by accident. Um, Tammy Party, who's the owner of the company and is a friend of mine, and we have uh, mutual friends. So we started talking one day, like, you know, socially. And she's like, wait, you do that. Wait, you need to come work for me. And so before you know it, um, I started working with, with her at Party Properties. And I started from the ground up. I started you know, doing showings, putting out signs, answering the phones, and just learned every step along the way, including one of the things that I would always do is listen to Tammy when she'd talk to clients or other agents and just in her court, in her verbiage that she would use and what she would say and how she would say things. And so I just absorbed everything. Prior to real estate, I was I was in the restaurant business in the fitness industry, and both of them, you know, are sales and service oriented. And so I've always had a background in sales and always in a background in service. And those fit very well into real estate as well. Now I get to sell really beautiful homes as opposed to food and yoga packages. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's funny how sometimes in our lives we do so many different things and then we get to where we want to be and you realize that all the things you did along the way really were very, very helpful. I will tell you, I mean, I, I think restaurant experience for anybody is a really great experience to have um, just to get by in life. And honestly, I use my skills from the restaurant industry from being able to prioritize, being able to delegate when you need to, and getting and being able to smile even when there's something going on in the kitchen, and all of those skills I use to this day. 
Wow, what a great observation. Yeah. So all you people that are working in restaurants, you know, you can go into real estate and use those skills in the future. Yes. So one of the things, um, Carrie Ann, that you mentioned you wanted to talk about was big picture thinking. So I'm not sure what you mean by that, looking at the big overall picture, but I want to hear from you. Sure. Thank you. You know, I, I see a lot in my deals with buyers, with sellers, with other agents that people get tripped up on sometimes some of these small details in a transaction. And, you know, whether it be, you know, it's, it's sometimes I've had clients that will be like, you know, the, the buyer, the buyer, the seller typically pays for the home warranty in, um, in Southern California, in our, in our area. And so and I've had sellers be like, well, I don't want to pay for a home warranty. That's more than $750. And maybe what written into the offer was like a $900. So I'm like, let's not get caught up in $150 because we're trying to get $2 million. (laughs) And so I, I see that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's just, that's just one example of it. I'll see it in requests for repairs. I see it in, you know, sometimes with, when the buyer wants to have access and recently, you know, and so whenever I see that there's um, a problem or I have a client that's just not happy or uncomfortable with something, I try to zoom out and look at what's going on with the big picture of of the scenario. And so what I've noticed a lot of recently is, you know, I, as the agent, have met the buyer and the buyer's agent. So I have a relationship with them. I have faces to put to them. I have, I know their story. I've talked to them when I've shown them their house that now we're in escrow on. But the sellers have kind of been kept away from that, right? They're, they only know them through the contract. Right. And so so then sometimes when, you know, they ask for something that might be a little bit out of the ordinary or they think it's out of the ordinary for a request as far as an access or as far as an inspection, they start to come up with a story in their head and, and they have this, create this whole story about somebody that they don't even know. And Um. so whenever that something like that happens, I zoom out and I say, okay, so what's going on here? How can we, how can we address this big picture? And so sometimes it's, it's literally just, you know, asking for a different explanation from the buyer or getting something more out of the seller of why this is weird for them. And so it's just, it's just looking at things, not always just how things usually typically are, which sometimes you have agents that work that way. And whenever I start any deal, whenever I go into escrow, I call the other agent and I say, thank you for showing this house. And thank you for bringing your client to it. And for going into escrow. I want you to know that we are on the same team. We both want the same goal here. My clients want to sell the house. Your buyers want to buy that. And we both want to get this deal done. And so I want you to know that all of this is an open communication and that we need to do this together. And I found that having that approach of being just very um, transparent and front-loading has really helped with getting getting deals uh, progress. And and sometimes I have agents that, you know, maybe they have a personal connection to the buyer or they've been dealing with them. They've had a bad experience someplace. So sometimes I have to say, okay, let's, let's zoom out. What's the big picture here? How are the big picture here is to close this deal. So how are we going to do that? And so um, I, I find that the zooming out and taking a step back and not being as in it and the emotional aspect of it has been really helpful. 
I just love that, Carrie Ann. And, you know, one time uh, we bid on a house. I was in Montecito, California at the time. And I can't remember now whether my husband had the brilliant idea that they needed to include the washer and dryer or (laughs) the refrigerator. But we lost the house. Somebody else came in and it was such a silly thing, you know, on this. uh, And I still regret it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what there and it's, it's funny how sometimes it'll be like three deals in a row I'm like why are we talking about washers and dryers yeah. <laughs> and you have like a seller sometimes you have they have such an emotional attachment to their washer and dryer and like yeah what I know I know big picture get, big picture yeah, big picture you can get it from Best Buy and they'll deliver it <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 big so, picture yeah I know that uh you are working in some really unique areas. I only know because I spent most of my adult life in Santa Barbara. So we would go down to Santa Monica. At one point we had a boat in Marina del Rey and then Venice Beach. Uh, What I remember from it, and it's probably changed a lot, was um, vendors selling things outside. They had a big arts and crafts. So tell us a little bit about the areas you represent. I know you probably can't talk about all of them, their uniqueness and, and why people want to live there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what drew me to, to Los Angeles was number one, the weather. Um, I grew up on the East coast. So I wasn't, I, I never was told that you're allowed to have nice weather all the time (laughs) and how, and how nice it would be into your quality of life. And so, uh, the weather drew me out here and, you know, the community has definitely kept me here. And, you know, Los Angeles is a very unique city in the fact that we're actually spread out. So there's lots of different neighborhoods within, which I really, really like. And I primarily work on the west side of Los Angeles, which is the side closest to the beach. And so, you know, it'll go all up and down the coastline there. Then I do business and work in other communities as well. But it's interesting because the people that are drawn to the west side of Los Angeles tend to also be a lot of transplants from other areas that want to be by the beach if you're going to live in Los Angeles. And, you know, we've also over the past probably decade have really started to have a lot of startup companies and tech companies uh put their businesses here and on the west side so we get a lot of tech people that start to live here and it's definitely we have people in the entertainment business as well but the the west side is is unique it's not like what people see in the movies and on tv of what they think la is like what you know beverly hills is is, or hollywood we're we're definitely have more of that beach community feel to it and venice where our um you know main office is located and where we kind of started and then spread out from there is a really, really cool, eclectic, artistic community. And mm-hmm. what I love about Venice is that, you know, you have people that are from, you know, might have lived in a house for three generations. And then you have somebody that maybe just is uh, in the in- entertainment industry. And then maybe you have somebody who's an architect. And then maybe you have somebody who's a sculptor. And what's what I really also like about Venice and the West side is that nobody cares who you are. Like it's, there's not that again, like there's a stereotype that's that people see. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel that where I live. Right. And which is really nice. And people all, Mm -hmm. and people love the outdoor lifestyle. And so, you know, the closer you get to the beach, the smaller lots you have. So these houses don't have huge sprawling yards. And so, but really your outdoors is like going to the beach. And like you said, going to along Venice Beach Boardwalk and going to the outdoor vendors, mm-hmm. going to the marina and going out on a boat, you know? So, you know, each community has maybe a few nuances to them, but mm-hmm. there's, 
there's it's in general like it's more of a lifestyle that people really appreciate and want why they want to live here I understand so you're glad you left the east coast and came to the west coast it sounds like yeah I mean I there's there are elements of the east coast that I miss and mm -hmm. you know definitely it's family and friends sure. that that live there but mm -hmm. I have wonderful family and friends here my the team that I work with at Party Properties you know Tammy has created this culture that is very boutique very family oriented and we are a work family like we hang out with each other because and we communicate with each other and it's really nice to have to you know when you're in sometimes some really stressful deals it's really nice to be able to bounce ideas off of other people that are have also been through similar situations and so um, it's a great work community as well as a community to live in as well oh that's so yeah. nice yes and now a few minutes earlier, you mentioned that a lot of the people that come to the area are transplants. So are they coming from other states uh, out of the country or just from all over? Yes, we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of New Yorkers and people from San Francisco and Seattle um, that that are attracted to the West Side, especially like Venice that has that step, that feel that city has a very small urban feel to it. And then we get we get Europeans. We have a big South African community here because it's great surfing in, in Venice. So mm -hmm. we definitely have that. And then Marina Del Rey has, you know, there's the boating community there as well. So right. that's a little bit more moving. Mm -hmm. Oh, it sounds very, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how do you reach out to these people? Because they're coming from all over. How do they find you? Um, a lot of it is, you know, word of mouth and brand recognition and referrals by other clients um, who've had great experiences with us um, and with me. And then we also, you know, our the, the way our brokerage is set up is that we have a large portion of the listings in the area. And so that helps with our brand recognition, with our signs all over town. So people under, you know, see that. And then, you know, we, we definitely have a strong online presence as well. And so, you know, when people are looking from, you know, New York, mm -hmm. they'll be looking at, like we saw it a lot during COVID, especially in the beginning when everyone was online, you know, stalking properties because they had nothing else to do. And we had three, we had already had the Matterport 3D videos out at that time. So all of our properties that had 3D Matterport videos were getting a lot of traction because people were, you know, touring through these houses. And so, you know, the fact that we have such a strong online presence and we make such a an effort to present our homes in the best possible way so that they go for a look that people that are is attractive to people. Yeah, great answer. So I know things were uh, kind of strange these last couple of years. At the beginning mm -hmm. of COVID, prices, I think, plummeted in Los Angeles. People were moving out, but it's fully recovered, hasn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I noticed, we noticed in the first, you know, three weeks when there was so much uncertainty, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Um, but then once, once we had a month under our belt, Anybody who was new to the market then or by selling or buying, they had the information of what was going on. It was the people that had their houses on the market in February and then March happened. And then, you know, there's all that uncertainty that that went with it. And so it was, you know, a, a different changing market. And yeah, the, the market has just skyrocketed since then. Wow. Yeah. 
Has it slowed down a little in the last couple of months? Yes, since they've uh, announced talking, uh, since they've announced rising, raising the interest rates, yes, we've noticed a slowing down of the market. Part of it is fatigue um, from buyers having, you know, a really stressful February, March, and April with multiple offers on all of the properties. Sure. Yeah. So there was some of that. There's some of the uncertainty of interest rates going up and the stock market has been fluctuating as well. And so that definitely has affected a lot of our buyers and um, their buying power. And so what we're seeing is, I'm, I'm not seeing, you know, a, a halt in the market. It's, you know, it's just a slowing down. Everybody's taking their time. Right. Instead of before they were just rushed into writing an offer after seeing a house for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that was going on in multiple offers. Yeah. It must've been a crazy time. It, it was a lot, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot to manage, you know, on the listing side too, because, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've had one property that had 31 offers on it and, oh you know, to think of, and like the house was just this beautiful house. And I remember being at the open house and everyone just fell in love with the house. And, you know, to know that, you know, 30 people aren't going to get that house. Oh, it, it doesn't feel good to, to have to tell that many people. No, no, gosh, uh, when you have. 31 offers. Do you yeah. present them all or do you take the top five? What do you do? Yeah, I always present every single offer oh, to my seller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless unless they've told instructed me otherwise, which I typically don't recommend for them to do so. I, I like to always present everything. And you know, for a few reasons, I counter everybody, mm -hmm. all the offers. Um the Reasons are one is I want to give everybody a chance because some people don't realize, you know, how much they're in love with the house until they they start this process. Um, some people, um, you know, I also want to give everybody the opportunity. And then I also do it as well for relationships, you know, in, in this market, when the market is so competitive, I want to give all of these agents the opportunity to be able to talk to their buyers and give, give them the opportunity to come up in price um, if, or whatever terms it is. You know, some clients don't don't choose not to counter everybody, but my advice always is it's it's my job to write counter offers. So, you know, it's. Well, I'm sure it's a tremendous amount of paperwork, but I'm really so glad that you do it. It can't feel very good to people who really want a property and know that yeah. it wasn't even presented. And I, I think some realtors don't present all the offers. Yeah. And it's, and, and, you know, and it's, it's not, you know, you never know what kind of advice they're getting and who they're getting the advice from. So I, I want to do my job to be able to get it out there. And so then if they, they can choose to do what they want to do with it when it comes back to them. I have, by all means, I have an amazing team that I work with. So they help and they're so organized. So that is very helpful to this oh, whole that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I've by all means done it before as well, where I've, you know, written all the counter offers, but I have a team that just have it dialed. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. They're so, so many, experienced. Yeah. So how many are on your team? I have three listing coordinators and I have a showing agent that are on my team and Tammy has a team as well. And so we all collaborate together and we help each other out and work with each other as well. Oh, that's great. And I'm sure everybody on your team has their various strengths. Yes. So I know you're super articulate and you see the big picture. I think the big picture is huge. I'm so glad <laughs> that you are able to do that, to zoom out. What do you feel are your super strengths? 
You know, I think um, as far as a leader on the team, I'm able to as well zoom out and strap take the information that's given in, um, come up with a solution with my team and strategize with them, and then also to delegate. I also know that, you know, not that I can't not schedule showings. Of course, I know how to sh schedule a showing and know how to do it. But I know that if I get caught up doing that, then I'm caught up in a different mindset. So I'm in, I'm glued to my computer. I'm not able to answer phone calls and I get distracted and then I miss something. And so my strengths are knowing what my weaknesses are and being able to delegate them to people who are better equipped at them than I am. And then that frees up my mind. Honestly, like I can see the difference in being able to to think of the, you know, I mean, we have problems that are given to us all the time. And so, you know, I like to spend 17 seconds on the problem and then the rest of the time on the solution. And that allows more outside of the box thinking like, okay, how are we going to get this done? This is what our goal is. How can we get there? And I have no uh, problem asking other people for help, asking other people for advice. There's no ego in it that I need to be the savior or anything like that. It's my goal is to sell the property. If my goal is to sell the property, that's what I need to do. And so um, being able to help and, you know, elicit help from other people is also very helpful. And I think that's a strength because I think some people think they have to do it all on their own or, or don't, can't rely on others and, you know, experience and, you know, and I have a lot of experience. I've, I've sold a lot of property. I've done a lot of deals. I've seen a lot of things happen, but I, honestly, I, something new can happen. I mean, last week I had two new things happen. You know, there's always things that, I mean, I'm sure in your experience as well, you always can see something in the past two years have definitely shown us, you know, new things that can happen. And so it's being able to strategize, work with somebody else, collaborate and, you know, move forward, come up with a solution. Wow. Those are really great traits. And I'm going to write that down and put it on my refrigerator or something, 17 seconds on the problem yes. and the rest on the solution, because I think in every area of life, you can just kind of start ruminating on the problem. Instead totally. of and that's, and that's not my own. Um, that was, that's, I, that's borrowed from Abraham, okay. Abraham Hicks, who's a, Oh, I love Abraham Hicks. Yes. Right. <laughs> yep. All about the law of attraction. And I uh -huh. definitely love to study that and, and, and pay attention to it. And my team actually does as well. And we've, we've attracted a really wonderful team and we, we manifest our, our deals and our clients. And it's, it's for the most part, it is a very Aww. easy and elegant uh, job to have. Oh, how wonderful that the whole team is on board with the positive thinking. Yeah. That's yes. wonderful. Yes. Um, so I noticed that your company has something, the Pardee prep service for sellers. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Sure. You know, it's it's really important in this market to present the home in the best possible way. And I will say that the past two years has even more so highlighted how important your the presentation of your home is. And it's the, I call it the Instagram effect. Everyone expects every house they walk into to look just like Instagram. And they're looking at designers, they're looking at homes, and they're looking at all of that. And, you know, it's, I also highly recommend, you know, staging. I highly recommend if you're going to be living in the house as a seller to depersonalize as much as possible. And everyone will say to me, 
But can't they see beyond that? Can't they see that they can just paint the walls? Yeah, people know that, but they most people cannot. And it's not worth it for your one opportunity to grab a buyer to have the house not be presented in its best possible way. So it's interesting that it can be really anxiety provoking for a lot of people to be able to do all this because they don't know where to begin. And you know, I call it my listing appointment eyes. I have I have friends who'll be like, can you come over and do a listing appointment? My in-laws are coming into town this weekend. And they're like, right. sure, I'll come over mm-hmm. and tell you better and what needs to be fixed. And so, you know, my eyes are trained to go where buyer's eyes will land. And so oh. what I'll do is I'll I'll go, I'll walk through with the sellers and I'll say, mm-hmm. This is this is what I recommend. Sometimes, you know, they have ideas and I might say that might not be cost effective. And so or let's get quotes and see what see what see what it is. And so with that, I you know it's some people call it a concierge service. I you know I just call it good old fashioned help. I I get everybody get get all the vendors in and get quotes and then help line everything up for them because it can be very overwhelming. And for me and my team, it's very easy for us to do because we're we're such a well oiled machine that we're able to coordinate all that and schedule it. Oh, that's great. And it's so important. And especially now more than ever before people were buying anything. Well, but now they have, they have a chance to be a little pickier. So it's very, very important. Right. Yes. So what are your upcoming goals for the rest of the year uh, in your business? Mm, It's a good question. Um, I think, you know, my, my team and I, we, we sit down, you know, on a, probably by by yearly basis because things change as the year go, goes on as to what our our team our goals are and for us you know we really work on having a nice flow and to be creative with it with our flow with each other um, we work to have all of our deals and transactions be you know elegant and easy and with that, it's really important for me to be able to help my clients to use some of the Abraham Hicks verbiage to help them manifest what they want and to empower them to do that. And so that has been what I've been really working on in the past few months. And that's what my goals are for the rest of this year is to really help people be creators and be able to move on and make it them realize that it it can be elegant and easy, especially with my teams and my help. Yeah, I love that. Elegant and easy. And as Abraham Hicks would say, go flow downstream. You know, you don't need to paddle against the current. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. elegant and easy isn't mine either. That's from um, Bonnie Lonsbury, who's another uh, law of attraction writer. But yeah, it's it's all about the language you use too. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to to be difficult. It can all be easy and elegant. Easy and elegant, right. So uh, I noticed on your website that you have, uh, or your organization, Pardee, supports uh, a foundation. I think it's called Life Changes Warriors Foundation. Yeah, the Life Changer Warriors. And, you know, that's Tammy's, Tammy, who has been one of the most empowering and generous women for me to ever work with. And the fact that she shares, you know, she shares her, her business, she shares items, you know, she brings us on trips, but she's also shared her mentorship with me and and her knowledge. And, you know, it's really important for her to, 
to have an element where we are part of the community. We live here as well. So, you know, it started off where, you know, back in the day when we were a lot smaller, where we'd give, you know, a percentage of our proceeds to a charity of our clients, you know, choosing. And we love to give to the schools and to the, to the local ones. But in the past few years, COVID has given us a little bit of a pause on it, um, but there's definitely, it's, it's still in the works, is it's actually more than just giving money. It's actually giving time and mentorship to um, some of these different organizations and helping people, you know, big picture thinking, you know, it's, it's not teaching, it's not giving somebody a fish, it's teaching them how to fish. And so helping them with that and with goal setting and, and uh, it's a, it's a really lovely foundation. We've, we've worked so far with Harvest Home, which is a, a shelter for homeless pregnant women and oh. has helped them get on their feet with, with um, once they have their baby. We do Venice Arts with kids that are at risk and arts in the community. And we have a few other charities that we've also, you know, worked with a lot too. Oh, well, that's so nice that you do that. And, you know, giving yeah. back is so very important. So, yes. Yeah. So also, I know that people are going to want to get in touch with you when they hear yes. about your super skills in Pardee. <laughs> and <laughs> it sounds like such a great organization, easy and elegant. Yes. How would they uh, reach you? Um, I mean, I think the best would be probably email is always the best to get in touch with me. I, My team and I go through all of my emails and respond back to everybody. We try to do, you know, a 20 minute rule if we can, if, if to respond back to people. And do you want me to tell, say my email address? Or Absolutely. That... Yeah. Unless you don't want it out there, but yeah, that'd be great. Everybody else knows it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of people on their, um, their mailing list, which is fine. I like those. Uh, Carrie Ann at pardeeproperties.com. Okay, well, thank you so much. And then the, the website must be pardeeproperties.com, correct? Exactly, yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, I just, you've been delightful. I thank you for sharing uh, so many wonderful things today. And I know you're a true icon of real estate. I really appreciate you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Patty. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.